Now today it's a different place All the same with a new face With strange mysteries hanging in the air People in their sane minds Swear they see you today Are you looking for the love they took away? Everyone knows That you couldn't bear the pain Many spooky greetings to each of you. Thank you so much for stopping by and letting me be a part of your day. You know, those tunes that just entered your ears are courtesy of the awesome Bobby Mackey, and I'm your host, Tessa Morrow, and this, of course, is Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. My guest this week is an awesome gal named Maureen Grudzinski from Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania. She is the owner of A Little Witchy. <laughs> and she also has a new merchandise line called Hex You by A Little Witchy. Maureen offers several forms of divination and healing methods, spiritual counseling, and therapy. She teaches classes and cleanses homes and other structures of unwanted attachments by supernatural entities. (laughs) This week, she is here to share with us just a small portion of the many paranormal experiences that she's had. So grab your broom, buckle up, and get ready for an adventure deep into the unknown. Things are about to get... Spooky. Marie Grudzinski, thank you so much for joining me. Welcome to Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. And thank you for having me, Tessa. It's nice to be here. Oh, absolutely. I've been having fun chatting back and forth with you online, and I'm happy to have you on finally. So... Maureen, you're a woman of many talents. I mean, you do tarot readings, you do Reiki, you investigate the paranormal, and you're a medium. So, (laughs) probably a lot more too, but that's just to name a few. So, let's talk real quick about your introduction to the paranormal. Like, when did you know you first had this gift, being able to communicate with spirits? It started when I was really young I wasn't quite sure that I could speak to them however I knew that there was something strange happening I was probably around four I was zapped by a nightlight and I had something odd happen there was pain it was a really strange experience there was someone in the room with me but I couldn't see them so after that there was kind of this heightened sense of being around me. I knew that there were people, I call them the watchers, around me every single night. There were about seven of them, and they were these tall, I think they were kind of alien-like, I could explain it to be that way. They were cloaked, and they had white, flat, porcelain-type faces, and big, huge eyes. They their skin lit up and I kind of compare it to what I think a lot of people might remember as glow bugs from when we were glow worms when we were younger they glowed blue and 
they had just little dots for noses and this tiny little slit for mouths, even though they didn't talk through them, they spoke telepathically and they watched me while I slept and they never really bothered me. However, most kids have imaginary friends. I did not. These things just stood around my bed and watched me while I slept. It was a comforting feeling. It was never anything scary to me. And as I got older, I always felt like when I became angry that I was going to light something on fire. So it never happened, of course, but my rage was explosive. When I realized that things could happen, it was while we were driving in a vehicle and the street lights would go out after I passed under them. I thought it was a coincidence, but as I got older and my rage kind of developed, I would notice that lights would flicker or light bulbs would smash, and that even seemed kind of coincidental to me. However, as time went on, it kept happening, so I kind of put things together, but I also noticed that people would have things happen to them if they kind of crossed me. I didn't put any effort into it, but it was almost like I had this, I, I call it now, my karma bouncer. <laughs> they, they would do something to me and immediately something bizarre would happen to them. So I feel like I have this person or thing out there watching over me and kind of doing some justice on my behalf. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's kind of strange. And then I got very sick in 2008 and I was in a pretty bad car accident in February of 2009 oh. and I had to go for a biopsy. So I that was really early in like uh, in the morning on February of 2009. So I had anesthesia and I know that they say when you cut the cords that lead from your head to the sky and from your feet to the, you know, the soil, you're kind of lingering out there and floating. So I think that this is kind of what transpired. I went to sleep and really early in the morning, and it happened to be 2.22 in the morning. I'll never forget this. Hmm. I woke up, and there was a man laying in my bed next to me on one side, and my husband was on the other side. So it was weird because he had blue skin and he had his eyes closed and I can remember every bit and every detail of what he was wearing, what he looked like. And when I rolled over and I saw him, it wasn't fear. It was kind of just awe. I wanted to keep looking at him and see more for myself, but I tried to wake my ex-husband up and he wouldn't wake up. And when he finally did, he clicked the light on and he was gone. So I knew that it wasn't someone breaking into the house and, you know, trying to snuggle. It was just that there was this full body apparition laying next to me in bed. Wow, that is absolutely wild. So can you still see him in your, like, mind's eye? He was probably in his late 20s, early 30s. He had hair to maybe his shoulder, curly black hair, long black eyelashes, you know, something women would kill for. (laughs) He looked like he had a little, you know, smudgy dirt on him. He had a red Henley shirt on with his sleeves pushed up, jean overalls, and his arms were up over his head and his wrists were crossed. So 
I don't know if he was a coal miner because we do live in a coal region Mm. and we were, we lived very close to a coal mine. So it could have been that we also did live near a railroad track, which I did find out later that there was a terrible railroad disaster where there were people coming back from a church and we lived close to, we kind of lived close to Jim Thorpe. But apparently there were people coming back from a church thing that they had a choir practice or something, and they would ride from Jim Thorpe up to Tonkanic, and they would pass behind our house. There was a train derailment, and I believe like 18 people died. Their limbs were hanging out of the windows. Oh, my God. It could have been part of that. I, I try to do research once I see things or I experience things or I you know go to people's homes to cleanse. So it could have been something with that. It's hard to tell because I had no other information. And at that time, I hadn't really gotten too far into this. I was really interested, but I hadn't had any capabilities of getting information on him, and I hadn't done any readings yet. But it was weird because within that same week, I was still out of work because of my surgery, and I went into the bathroom. My husband took the dogs outside, and we were going to go shopping, And when I went into the bathroom, I closed the door behind me, and I went to use the toilet, and as soon as I went to sit, the door flew open, and there was no one there. And it's more shocking than anything, so when I ran out, he had told me that it was time to have a conversation about what was transpiring in the household. Here, the woman that lived in the house really hated my ex-husband, because as a child, he would ride his motorcycle up and down the street, and it was really loud. And she would scream at him for it. Well, Uh. she was in a wheelchair, and she used her wheelchair to bump the doors open. And you can see the line around the cabinet where her wheelchair would hit. So I'm assuming that Victoria didn't like what was happening, and she was bumping the bathroom door open for me. Oh, my God. So it got worse and worse. And I think because, you know, being unwell, yeah. probably was trying to get some energy from me but it got worse and worse after times that house was pretty active from there the dogs would not go into the basement even if we picked them up they would push their paws against the door frame and would not go into the basement they were terrified of it wow that's incredible do you still live in that house no no that was i lived there until about 2010 and then the house that i moved into now this, I've seen more activity in this house than anywhere I think I've ever been. I myself have lived in a haunted location, a haunted home. And even though you go out and like me, I go out and investigate the paranormal. It's like when you go home, you want to feel safe and you don't want to have to be dealing with that 24-7. And so it could be kind of unnerving at times, even though you're used to it to a degree. You're just mm-hmm. kind of like, I just want home you know I don't want any weirdness or anything for a while just for a minute (laughs) I think after that I think that it kind of died down for me but when it really picked up I became ill again in 2016 and I have dysautonomia it's an autonomic nervous system disorder so it's like a fight or flight kind of thing that is a reaction to the nervous system so my senses were heightened and that included my sixth sense 
So my my sixth sense started to pick everything up around me, and especially my you know my hearing. I can hear things from really far away, and my, my you know my vision and whatever. So when this all began, I would open up my pantry, and I would hear swing band music coming out of it and I'd close it thinking what the heck is this or I'd hear marching band music and we're pretty close to a stadium so I thought maybe I'm just hearing you know the marching band from the high school that's playing right I kind of let that go or I would smell burning tires or rubber and there's nothing around here that would be something like that and I would find out later that the city that's about an hour from me, they had a tire fire. Well, I shouldn't smell that here. No one else did. So I started picking up on all of these things that were taking place. And I was walking down my stairs one day from my bedroom. I walked into my kitchen to get a drink. As I was coming back, I started to turn the corner to go upstairs. And I noticed that there is this decapitated kid sitting on my couch. What? And I'm like... (laughs) I can't even believe my eyes right now. I just got over the corner of my eyes, but I kind of started thinking in my head, who is this kid? And he asked for my son. Not out loud, but here it was a friend of my son's from high school who went through a windshield of a vehicle, and he was just kind of there to say hello. And when I started talking to my son, telling him about this, he, he also has abilities. So... This kid was trying to, like, pass on a message to him. He had been in basketball shorts and a T-shirt. He went to play basketball, and he went through the windshield of his vehicle. He was decapitated. And that we figured out that that particular night, after going back through the dates and everything, it would have been the night of his graduation. Oh, my God. I just got goosebumps. That is insane. But my hallway in my downstairs it's got like a super highway for spirits i've seen a man in a gray suit with like it's like a suit suit almost with the big hat with the brim he looked shocked to see me when i came downstairs one day he looked like what are you doing in my house (laughs) what are you doing in my house and we just kind of like walked away from each other because i don't want to bother them they don't want to bother me when my mom was dying it was like the week before she passed away i was asleep I felt something move on my bed and she looked like a hologram. So it must have been she was she was trying to decide whether she was coming, going, staying, whatever, and I felt something brush against my face and she said, Everything's going to be okay, Reen. And I thought, This has to be a dream but the bed was warm, it was depressed, I felt her, she I could smell her, and then after she passed away about three months later, I had I, I can never sleep through the night. I came downstairs. I had my dog and my cat with me. As we came back upstairs, they would not move. They used to run past each other. They stopped at the top of the stairs. And I said, come on, guys, keep going. I stepped over them. And when I turned the corner to walk in my bedroom, she was sitting on my bed in white pajamas with her hair done, her makeup done. She didn't look sick. And she had already been deceased for three months and she was sitting there talking to me just full body solid and I had a conversation with her it was very brief maybe five or ten seconds but she talked to me I talked back to her and when I put my head down 
I looked back up and she was gone. Oh, that is, that is a phenomenal encounter. I mean, with somebody so close to you, first of all, I'm sorry for your loss. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's amazing that she came to visit you and you guys had this amazing conversation. Has she come to visit you since then or feel her around or smell her? It's really weird because I can't seem to read for people who are related to me. It's really odd. Hmm. That was the last time I actually saw her and she came to give me a warning. But I smell her all the time. I see cardinals and blue blue jays in my backyard, which is really weird because when I sit at my, t- my kitchen table to eat my lunch, I always tell my husband this. I get five blue jays and a cardinal, which would be my grandmother and her four sisters and my uncle, where <laughs> uh-huh. I get like one blue jay, which would be my mom. So I know she visits that way, but one time I was in the shower and I was at a really bad point. And all of a sudden, I, I'm washing my hair, and I hear, Hiya, hun. <gasps> and I flip the shower curtain open, and I said, Come back. And I didn't hear anything after that. And it was her voice, and that's exactly how she would say it. Every once in a while, and then I found a penny in Mexico. And it was, I was asking a question in my head, and it was on a specific date, for a specific reason, and the penny had a year that was really significant in regards to this question and I was like this is her no doubt about it and it's for this reason it was bizarre I mean there's no no questioning it right absolutely when you know you absolutely know and do you still have that penny oh yeah I kept it oh that's awesome and that's neat about the birds I it is amazing that spirit just you know they could show themselves in so many different ways, you know, whether it's an apparition or I know cardinals are very special, you know, in the paranormal world. And I've had that happen too. One time I had a friend who had passed away from cancer. She was a childhood friend and I was just really, really thinking about her. And it was just shortly after she had passed and I look out the window and there's this gorgeous cardinal, bright red cardinal just sitting there. And it just warmed my heart. Like, you know, it's just one of those things where, you know, you're like, okay, thank you. I'm so sorry your friend passed away, but that's amazing that she comes to visit. Yeah. Well, we hadn't talked in several years, but we, yeah, we, we grew up together and I'm very close friends with her mom. And yeah, it was, it was very sad for sure. But yeah, it was just things like that. When things like that happen, it's just those little visits, you know, and just those I'm here, it's okay or whatever. That's just special. Those are precious gifts that are just so rare, you know? It's really weird because I feel like I, I always say I'm kind of like a beacon the dead yeah it's almost like they're connected I could go anywhere and I'll see something or I'll hear something or I'll get I have pictures from almost everywhere I go every time I go someplace we went to Gettysburg in September of 19 yeah we went on a ghost hunt I hate to even call it ghost hunts because I don't feel like we're hunting them it's more like we're investigating them I totally agree like I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah, I I it I don't know. It seems like 
when people say that they're hunting and they hunt animals, it's not it's not the same at all because they're still people and their energy is left behind. Right. Especially this particular time, we picked this three hour event and we stopped at three different places. And this one particular home was used for a field hospital. And my husband and my daughter and I, we went to this place. And my husband was getting these serious hits. He would ask questions and he was getting these answers back immediately. And he's a sergeant for a federal police force. So I think because he's male, these men were male, and they were in, you know, these platoons. They were more apt to answer him. He was getting names, ranks. They were answering him with sergeant because they were thinking that he was their commander. And it wasn't, it was an intelligent being. And they were, if he said, follow me, they would follow him to the next room. It was amazing. They would not answer you know, Izzy and I, they would answer him. It was really crazy to listen to them. And they would, they would tell him, he would ask who the president was. They would say Abraham Lincoln. Wow. It was crazy. We finally decided that we were going to go upstairs. And he said, we're going to go upstairs to the attic. They told us not to go. We did listen. We defied them. We went upstairs. We go into this attic there. They have, you know, toys for, from these children. And we started to ask questions and we asked, are there children here? And it said, yes, but it was a strange voice. And we asked, are you, are you a girl? And it said, yes, but it had a male voice. And Mm. Izzy and I looked at each other and we both shook our heads. No. So Todd kept going with this and Izzy and I are like, this is not cool it doesn't sound like a female I don't think it's a little girl and as it started to answer Todd's questions and he's you know pushing further he's provoking we're kind of like hanging back a little bit and we're testing things with you know we're gauging temperature and what she gets grabbed and it's hot and she almost went through the roof she starts to run for the stairs she almost knocks me down backwards it wasn't something good. Right. And that's amazing that the spirit was warning you guys saying, no, don't go up there. And we told him, that, you know, we're, I don't think we should go upstairs. He's like, well, you know, I'm going to go up, men, you know, men. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go up there and take care of this. Right. So we went back downstairs and we continued to investigate down there, but we had some major hits. And then we went to, I think it was, it was a schoolhouse and, there were people that were just checking. There was a rocking chair, I think, where you would be touched or it would vibrate or a little bit. So we went to a different location. I always like to be someplace where it's super quiet. And I was talking to one of the people who run the tours. And I said, I keep getting this name. I think I said Robert. And they checked. They had a log. And that was one of the names that was there. So there was a Robert. And then I gave the name of someone. And I said, I I'm getting the fact that she was a teacher and she was a black woman, but I don't feel like it was way back, like during Civil War time, and here there was someone like that. So it was pretty cool that, you know, we were able to validate. I like when we can get an answer. That's why I use newspapers.com a lot for 
I try to do a reading, and then I'll take that and I'll use it to verify addresses and then who lived in the house and what I can make sure that was true because I don't like to not have answers after the fact. And I'm right there with you. I to like to do my research afterwards and sometimes like you know going in to investigate and when I'm listening later on I hear these EVPs sometimes it's just kind of like what the hell that doesn't make any sense and then you're like after doing research like oh my god that's the missing piece of the puzzle that totally makes sense now some people may frown against doing that I mean but I do I love doing the research too because I like I'm like you I want the answers you know Plus, knowing the history is interesting. I think a lot of us who are involved in this, you know, in the paranormal, it's the history behind things. I think a lot of us are history buffs. So, you know, otherwise, what's the point behind getting involved? It, the people are the history behind it. Whenever I go somewhere new, I try to soak it all in. Like, you know, what kind of people were here? What happened? Certain events, mm-hmm. you know, just all the history and so I yeah absolutely agree with you now Maureen I've always been fascinated by tarot cards I know a lot of people who do readings and stuff I've never actually done one or been part of one can you take us through one of your readings the idea behind tarot cards I think a lot it originally started with playing cards I believe which can be used and the tarot the playing cards when they had the face cards they were used to represent people so a queen would be someone who was a an older female and then they started to develop the tarot cards themselves so what can be done is even if you're not intuitive you can either take a course or you can read a book or whatever the case may be and you can learn the meaning behind each card and they all have a few words that you can use to, you know, represent those cards. So you can take the course, read the book, and you can flip some cards out and have a specific pattern that you use, like, the, you know, the Celtic cross spread. However, that would just be a basic reading. However, I like to listen in my head for how many cards I'm going to deal out for someone, and I just tell it like a story. So say I hear the number four, I'll lay out four cards, Usually, if I don't ask, if you have a specific question, I'll give a general reading because I believe that spirit will answer the question that is most important for the person and what they need to know at that very moment. So if they need to know what's happening with their job or they need to know what's happening with their family or their health or their relationship, that's what's going to be most important, and that's why those cards come out. So I feel my energy within the cards is needed instead of that person's energy. So I will shuffle the cards. I will listen until I hear stop. And then I pull that card out and I flip that card over. So I'll flip the cards over. And as I go along, I will listen intuitively for what needs to be said. So a lot of times I use my Oracle cards because I feel like they're positive. Everything has a perception and an intention. And I always explain this to people. I never think of anything as good and bad. I always think that there is a perception and an intention behind something. So a card may say, 
communication. Well, that can mean a lot of things. It could mean that you're going to receive a phone call in regards to something. It could mean that you're going to be watching the news and hear something about an occurrence. It could mean that you're going to receive a letter in regards to a lawsuit. So I listen for my intuition on what that is going to mean for that particular person. I go through and I do the reading and two cards may be connected all four cards may be connected it could be one card and three cards so I go through and I tell the story for the person and I let them know exactly what is going to happen in relation to those things and I always let them know in advance they have the power to change this because they're given free will so this may be that it could happen within that day within six months within a year or it may never happen so if they don't want this thing to occur they can change their fate or something that they do that's really minor could change it by being with me and me giving that reading. If they work at it and they want it to be different, it could happen. Or, you know, if because I'm giving them this reading and because it's something that they want to happen, if they make any minor changes because they know that it's going to happen and they, they try to, you know, switch it around in some way or they're working towards it, it they could make a change too. So, they need to be very, you know, careful as to how they, you know, work around this. One of these days, I'll have to buy a reading from you. Do you do that, like, online or, you know, where people could call you or, you know, set up as, you know, for the listeners out there who are curious and maybe you want to get a reading from you, is there a way they can reach out to you? Oh, absolutely. Um, I've always done my readings via telephone or email or instant messaging and I also do them in person I've because of the COVID situation that's happening right now I've basically been doing them via email if someone does not I know a lot of people don't like to talk on the phone these days so you know that's not something that I really push but I could do it via text message I could do it on an instant messaging system whether it be Facebook or Twitter or you know Snapchat WhatsApp, whatever they may choose. I could do it via Skype. Whatever they choose that they want to do, I can do it that way. I leave things open for my clients because I want them to feel comfortable. And I know that a lot of people, they're excited about their readings or sometimes they're a little bit anxious. I've also done house parties. They, they're very fun, actually. I've done a lot near Halloween. I've actually dressed in costume. I've done... Something like bridal showers, baby showers, Halloween parties. I've done bachelorette, bachelor parties. I've done birthday parties, bon voyage parties. Some people like when I dress up as a gypsy or a spiritualist from the 1800s. I have crazy costumes. It can be really fun. And I think a lot of people think that if I do dress up like that, that it's not legit. But it just adds to the... (laughs) the element yeah Um, I really enjoy what I do I love what I do I take it very seriously but I also like to have fun with it I've even done weddings which I had a a really great time at a wedding with someone I've collaborated with with my I started a merchandise line as well that's how I met her originally she hired me to do her wedding and when I found out that she was a tattoo artist I hired her to do my designs for my merchandise and she's an amazing artist so that's Chuck Gonzalez 
But that's way yeah. cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's neat that it's unique like that, you know, and, and I agree. I too can be very serious at times and take things seriously, but life is too short not to have fun. You know, it's like, yeah, absolutely. you just have to go with it and just be fun and be yourself. And I think that's great. So yeah, people, if you guys are interested in doing a tarot card reading, go through Marine. Um, is there a way like online or like, where would they find you exactly? Um, I'm actually on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and my phone number is 570-392-3149, or I can be found at www.alittlewitchy.com, and that's A-L-I-L-W-I-T-C-H-Y.com, or my merchandise line can be found at www.hex-u you.com. Awesome. So yeah, guys, be sure to check it out. So Maureen, you've already shared like a bunch of neat encounters and experiences, but what have been some of your most memorable moments when it comes to the paranormal? Definitely the man laying next to me in my bed. I didn't expect that. Yeah, <laughs> right? Um, oh, I think... I had little kids playing hide-and-go-seek in my basement. Ooh. Let's see. Oh, I was cleansing a business, and I lit my sage, and it burst into flames. What? Jeez. And then when I finally finished the upstairs, there was a black bat-shaped entity that flew up over the door and tried to hide from me. Ooh. Did you end up running up after it? Well, yeah, because I had to get it contained to get it out of there. Yeah. That's wild. I went to Mexico, and because I was so immersed in salt water, I think that totally cleansed me, so I was wide open. And I came home, and I was cleaning up my bedroom, putting all of my stuff away for my trip. I have, a like, a, a curtain across my closet door, and there was, there was movement behind the curtain. Hmm. And all of a sudden, it looked like something you know, punched out from the curtain. I thought it was a cat. I have a bunch that like to play. And I said, who's the silly kitty playing behind the curtain? And all of a sudden, I got punched at, literally punched. And when I pulled the shower curtain open, there was nothing in there. Then I was grabbed from underneath my bed by the ankle and was yanked. (sighs) So I ran out of the room just to get away from there. And then after that, I just kept noticing that I was being grabbed. I had something hanging over me while I was sleeping, and I could not move. And it just felt like this thick humidity. The cats and dogs were being kicked down the stairs. They were being pushed and pulled. So I cleansed my house, but now Izzy has something under her bed. And she, when she explained to me what it was, it was the exact same woman that was bothering me. She kind of looks like something out of the ring or the grudge with the long stringy hair over her face. She's completely weakened now. So she's just kind of here, but she's like an energy draining vampire and she's wanting to get more energy so she can kind of stay around longer. But I did come into contact with a woman in Philadelphia. I went to do a ghost walk and I had to use the bathroom, so I went into this really old building, and the upstairs was a really swanky bar that normally you'd never find me in a place like 
because <laughs> I like corner bars. <laughs> but I walked into the hotel portion of this place, and it looked like something out of The Shining. The long hallway with the weird carpet and the elevator at the end of the hall. And they had these the staircase that you kind of had to walk around to get downstairs to use the bathroom. So as I'm walking around the staircase, it was really eerily quiet. And I get to the bottom, and there's this woman standing there. And she had, you know, the usual lace shirt with the high lace collar, the cameo, the hair all pulled up in the high bun, and a long skirt with the bustle in the back. And I thought, oh, they must be doing some kind of, and it was around Halloween, they must be doing some kind of tours where they have these women in their, you know, the period costume. So I started to walk past her, and she just slightly turned the top half of her body, and she turned her face, and she said, good evening. And I said, hello. And I started to walk, and she said, my name is Sarah. And I said, hello, Sarah. My name's Maureen. It's very nice to meet you. And she said, I hope you have a lovely evening. And I said, you do the same. Thank you. Nice to meet you. And I walked towards the bathroom. The bathroom freaked me out even more because it just seemed strange to me. I'd never been in a bathroom where you walk in, you have to step up a step to get into the stall. And I don't know, stairs bother me because I fall off of things all the time. I've been sucked into an escalator. <laughs> but Jeez. I come back out and I felt like I was being watched. I wash my hands, I walk out, the woman's gone, I come back out, I meet my son, his friend, and we go to meet in this, it reminded me of this creepy cemetery, but it was all enclosed with wrought iron gates, and everybody was supposed to get into their groups, and all of a sudden this woman walks up, and she looked very gothic, and she had a black cape with a hood, and she had a candle, and she said, Good evening. Tonight we're going to go on this ghost walk, and I'd like to introduce myself. I will be your tour guide. My name is Sarah. Uh. And my heart was in my throat, and I go, oh, my freaking God, this has got to be a joke. And my son and his friend, Mike, they looked at this woman, and they go, holy shit, she just met a Sarah. <laughs> it's it just, like, too coincidental. And, like, from there on, I have met a million Sarahs. It's like I can't get rid of the name. That is insane. When did that happen? This was, I don't know, like 2014 or so. This woman was not a, a woman. This woman in the in the hotel, she was a specter. Obvious. I mean, it was just too weird. It was almost like, welcome to my little shop of horrors. Come, you know, it was, there was, it was like idiosyncrasy, like, I don't know. There was something weird about that night. It was like, here's a bunch of Sarahs. (laughs) Keep an eye out. (laughs) Right. That is awesome. Gotta love when something like that happens. I just had, I've had like lots of weird stuff. I worked in this office and I probably never should have worked there. And there were all these signs. I went from my office in the lower level, I turn all the lights off. I just had to make a copy upstairs. I go upstairs as I'm getting ready to walk out the door. I had this, it's the loudest roar of a scream I've ever heard right next to my ear from behind me. But it wasn't just like a roar. It was something in a Native American language. Scream and I felt like this vast gust of wind. 
and it happened to me twice. I wound up leaving this building because I got extremely sick and it was from mold there. Mm. But there were a million signs that I never should have taken this job. <sighs> I don't, it's almost like my spirit guides are trying to say, hey, wake the hell up, get the hell out, and stop doing the stupid shit to yourself. Yeah, it's like enough's enough, girl. Come on, get out of there. Yeah, really, like wake up, yeah, quit doing stupid shit, and you know, be smarter. Jeez. Even today, I walked into my kitchen, and my daughter just turned fifteen on the ninth, and she still has these balloons that we got for her. And there were three of them. Two of them are still up. One of them has hardly any helium left in it, and it gravitated towards the countertop on the other side of the kitchen it would not stay away from me I said I want to try something so I like I'm an energy mover I'm playing with it and I said I want to see if I can do something so I start to use my hands to pull it up it starts moving up with my hands I said see if I could spin it it started spinning with my hands it would not stay away from me I said, I really think that this is my mother. Like, I don't know what is happening. I said, Mom, go over to Izzy and, you know, play with her. It went right to her. Oh. We were just standing there with this look on our face of disbelief. It was the craziest thing. And see, again, Mom coming and visiting and letting you know she's there. I just love hearing those kind of stories from people that their family members or, you know, family friends or friends are coming back and visiting with them and that is just so incredible yeah so I don't know if it's like my energy that's doing this is it I mean it's it's literally twisting as I'm moving my hands in a circle I really think that the and I don't know how you feel about this but I think when you have abilities you tend to collect people with abilities because as soon as my abilities kicked in and I had my awakening in 2016 Every single person I meet, they, you know, they're energy movers, they're conjurers, they're empaths, intuitives, mediums, channelers, something. They all have abilities. I always say that the paranormal and supernatural community is just so phenomenal, you know, just get to meet so many neat different people. And you're right, they have these different abilities and these different encounters and it's just so raw and real and everybody's super wonderful i mean nobody is really competitive that i've noticed and they're helpful and they don't hide anything they want to help you move forward and they'll share their abilities and they don't you know they don't hold back which i think is amazing absolutely well maureen thank you i I really had a great time chatting with you. Thank you. Yeah, pleasure is all mine. We'll definitely have to do this again. Oh, yeah, definitely. If you ever want a reading, let me know. I'd be happy to do one for you. I think it's great that, you know, you give everyone the opportunity to do an interview like this. It's it's pretty awesome. And I love talking about this. The paranormal has always been my fascination and passion since I'm really young. I agree. I've been like that, too, since a very young age. Just... It's always been in my heart. (laughs) Yeah, we could talk for hours, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what a sweet gal. I tell you, the paranormal community is incredibly special, and I just love getting to meet the fellow people in it. Did you enjoy this week's episode? 
Listen to the others, folks. They are equally awesome. Haven't heard every single one yet? No need to cry, my friends. Just go to any podcast platform, such as Apple Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Spotify, CastBox, basically wherever you roll to listen to your other awesome podcasts, you'll surely find Paranormal Prowlers Podcast. This week's special city shoutouts go to Richmond, Virginia, Orlando Park, Illinois, Palm Harbor, Florida, Calgary, Canada, and Navi, Mumbai, India. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Stay safe and remember, if you or someone you know has a spooky, unexplained event that happened that you'd like to share, please submit it to paranormal.prowlers.podcast at gmail.com. See you next week.